0: This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles.
1: Day two, mandatory minicamp in the books. Our guy Greg was there. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. All right, day two observations. Greg, let's start with Mac Jones. What'd you see specifically? What'd you see from Mac throwing down field today?
0: Yeah, I thought overall it was much of the same. Uh, I think in seven on sevens, uh, you know, when he wasn't checking it down or taking quick passes, which you do in this offense, it's not a criticism. Uh, he was hitting some deep passes again. He had, again, it was the same play to Trey Nixon that they ran yesterday, sort of like a fake the post go to the corner. Uh, coverage. Jonathan Jones was in coverage again. He knew it was going to happen again. You could hear one of the players, like, say, from the sidelines again. And Jonathan Jones was like, I'm not getting beat this time. Grabbed Trey Nixon's shirt. To keep him close, and guess what? Trey Nixon still made the catch one-handed with his outside arm. Uh, the the throw was on point again, so he had he had another like three or four really nice deep throws. Johnu Smith, he had one too. I think maybe uh, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and I think there was one more. So that was that was really nice to see. I do think again for the second straight day, I think once they got to eleven on elevens, and you had rushers you know, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, pass rushers in front of Mac Jones and the other quarterbacks, it got a lot, a lot more uneven, but uh, on air, seven on sevens, good stuff again for the second
1: straight day. Now, Greg, we know that Mac worked with Tom House during the off season early on. Do you see any discernible difference when we talk arm strength, when we talk maybe zip on the football, or does it still look like Mac Jones from last year?
0: Uh, Maybe a little bit. I think the thing that I've noticed more is that he has tightened up his uh, release a little bit Uh, in terms of he used to, he used to, if you're watching the video, he used to lay the ball off. Like he would come almost like a baseball, like, you know, get the ball out, ball pointed backwards, where now it's just sort of boom out a little bit quicker in terms of his arm strength. I think If you measured his velocity just standing still and throwing, yeah, it's probably a little bit better. Now, when we get to 11-on-11 and he's having to move and he can't get his body into it, you do start to see some of the same passes as last year where they're a little bit late coming out. They take a little bit longer to get there. Today, uh, in 11-on-11, he threw high for, I think it was Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne was able to get a hand on it. It went to Malcolm Butler for an interception, so Jones had an interception today. I think it was a little bit miscommunication, a little bit not being able to, able to get his footwork set, and the ball was a little bit high. Not overly concerning, but that's the sort of thing that I see so far, and it's just two days, and it's just OT uh, mini camps, but... You know, is the arm strength a little bit better? Yeah, probably. But when push comes to shove, it's going to be like, all right, well, how does that work in conjunction with his feet? You know, is he going to be able to all of a sudden flick the ball 40 yards off his back foot without putting anything into it?
1: No. So is there a huge
0: difference to me? Not really, but we'll see how this
1: goes. It's interesting to look at Mac Jones because, you know, Trey Lance, I've been reading about him. And this offseason, it sounds like he did not work on his mechanics, which is a fascinating approach. What? You know, <laughs> when you look at Mac Jones and when you look at Trey Lance, of course, the storyline heading into that draft was, will Kyle Shanahan draft Jones or will he draft Lance? And we know how that ended up. You've got Mac Jones working with Tom house. You've got him, you know, working on arm strength and mechanics delivery, all of that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, you have Lance who apparently was not too concerned and the Niners, I guess, were not too concerned about the longer windup that he has. And they really didn't address the mechanics as much this off season. So it's, it's interesting to see as we look forward with those guys, because I think they will be always linked, right? Yep. Lance or Mac, because if San Francisco goes with Mac at three, there is no Mac for the Patriots. So I just love that kind of comparison between those two guys, what they're doing in the off how prepared they are, how they look on the field. So we'll keep an eye on that. Let's talk about the run game. Uh your observation number two is that you saw the team run more outside zones. Yesterday was more inside. Uh your thoughts on that approach, Greg.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, and it goes along with what we've been talking about this offseason in terms of the OTAs. We saw them the first OTA practice that we saw basically looked like they were running the 49ers offense of, you know, outside zone and a little play action, you know, boot, you know, stuff like that off of it. Um, the first day of mini camp looked like the same old Patriots offense today, a lot more outside zone. Now, does that mean we're seeing like a big change? We don't know that. And also you have to understand the Patriots have, they ran outside zone. They run inside zone. They run outside zone. They run power. They run gap. They run everything. There is not, I don't think there's an offense in the national football league that is more varied in their approach than the Patriots. So they do all of this stuff. But, you know, for day two, for them to be running outside stretch runs is, uh, you know, is notable, at least in terms of this ongoing conversation about what is the Patriots offense
1: going to look like for next season. It's intriguing because the run game has been good, right? I mean, when you look at this team, when you look at this offense, the one consistency that's been there – When they've had talent, I'm not talking about going back to the Steven Jackson year and stuff like that. But when when they've had good backs, they usually get some really good production. And with Damian Harris and Ramondre, they got some good production last year, some really good production. So when you look at the outside zone scheme, Greg, and you look at the talent that they have. Do you think that they're kind of shaping it towards who they have? Do you think this is more of just the simplification that Belichick talked about? and maybe, you know, just changing some things and tweaking some things, just your, your overall thought on the run game. And and if there is going to be some kind of dramatic change or shift, should we agree with that? Because again, they've been successful.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to be an ongoing discussion for us, Nick. I think that, um, you know, I live like you, I like the running game and how they do it. Um, and what's interesting just also to note before I forget, uh, Ivan Fears was at practice again. They, the Patriots haven't announced anything, but the OTAs, he was just sitting up in the stands watching, and in like his coaching gear, like it looked like he could just go out there. Today is he was sitting.
1: Ivan, is that Ivan up there? I think that's Ivan Fears. Hey, Ivan. He had
0: like euchre seats. He was like you know <laughs> up there. Uh, today he was like sitting on the little. It looks like a fishing boat that that does the videotaping during <laughs> practice, and he was just sitting there just watching practice. And occasionally some guys would chat him up. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know Belichick's always had a fascination with the Shanahan offense. Um, You can look at the way it's been implemented around the league, and it's almost always been successful and hasn't taken very long. Um, I I do know in the past, guys like Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady, Dante Scarnecchia, when Bill would bring this up, they would sort of bristle against it, saying we don't have the guys to run it, and do we really want to waste time doing it? So they were able to sort of there was a moat between you know between Belichick and and you know the the old school Patriots offense, and as we all know, there's none of that now. Now it's just a bunch of yes men around Belichick. So you know, is Matt Patricia or Joe Judge going to say like Bill? No, I don't really think we should go in this direction. It doesn't really fit us. No, no one's going to, if Bill wants to do this, they're going to do it. I do think there's an element of them looking at it, but in terms of the zone scheme itself, do do I think this works for the Patriots? Do I think it approves their running game? Uh, No, but I don't think they take a step back either. I think it's more about the short passing game plays that they can run off of the running game, that it's a little bit, a better marriage between the running game and the short pass game, where the Patriots have been fine at that. I think that this offense, the Shanahan offense, is a little bit better at that. And I think that's where they're looking to get a little bit more production. But remember this, Nick, and this is my last point on this the Patriots, for all their limitations last year, rookie quarterback, bunch of f- first year guys in that offense, they were third in the league in explosive plays between running plays and pass plays. Better than the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So how much do you really want to be tinkering with something that got off to a really nice start last year and was able to manufacture
1: big plays, even if they didn't have the quote-unquote personnel to pull it off? It's intriguing because when you look at the offense and you look at what they did in the draft, you could argue there's a few guys that kind of fit that scheme, right? Cole Strange, very athletic, yep, uh, good blocking, you know, run-blocking guard uh, that, that, could, that could kind of fit that system. I think Tyquan Thornton with his ability to get downfield, run that post that they like to run uh, on that Shanahan offense. I think he could play a role in that. And when you look at Pierre Strong, Pierre, Pierre Strong, the running back, the first guy they took, he's a one cut back, get up the field kind of guy, which would fit with the Shanahan system. So that's intriguing. It's also intriguing that it goes back to what I discussed with you. I think it was a week or two ago, Greg, just the idea that it seems like Belichick is doing what the hell Belichick wants to do. And look, he's got Mm -hmm. the benefit of the doubt. He, he has built the resume, but it really feels like he's kind of looked around and said, Hey, if I've got a few more years on this thing, I'm going to do what I want to do. And so, you know, McDaniels and Brady and those guys might've gotten in my way of running more Shanahan offense. Well, they're gone now. I'm going to run some more Shanahan offense. That's what we're going to do. And it goes with the, the draft and what he did at the draft and, it goes with the coaching staff, with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. This is Belichick. I've said it. He's taking risks. He's believing in himself, and it's it's just going to be compelling to watch. It, and whether all of this works, because there is a significant amount of change. At least it feels that way. Will it happen, or will they kind of go back to what they do once they you know tinker around here in minicamp? Maybe. But it feels like there's just a lot of sea change with the Patriots. And, and it's going to be very interesting to watch. And it's it's really Belichick standing front in line saying, nope, my team, this is what we're doing. I'm doing things that I've wanted to do the past couple of years, and we haven't done it because who was here? And now it's just me. So let's go. And <laughs> That's at mm-hmm. least how it looks. Let's talk about Patricia. Let's talk about Judge. Again, play calling. A big topic with this football team right now. Patricia again called plays in 11-on-11s, Greg. Joe yep. Judge was doing it for the sevens again. Your observations about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I just think it's more of the same. I think if, if you were betting on who's going to be the play caller for the Patriots next uh, this coming season, you would say it's Matt Patricia because he's getting all the work with 11 on 11s when the offensive linemen aren't off on the field. But, you know, Judge, Joe Judge is getting his reps, so I guess you never know. But, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're moving in that direction
1: more belief from Belichick and Matt Patricia, or is this more belief in Mac Jones that, Hey, maybe Mac will actually be running a good portion of this offense. How much will Mac have a say? I mean, it's his second year, you know, people I've seen, I saw Evan Lazar say this uh, yesterday about how Mac, he was always kind of the guy who was loud at practice and stuff like that, but he seems even more like an alpha uh, early on this year. How much are you going to put on Mac's plate? Will Will Mac have a heavy hand in what they do week in and week out?
0: Yeah, there's no question. One of the notable things about this mini camp has been um, the step forward that Mac Jones has taken with his leadership and ownership of the offense. Now, you know that being said, you also don't want to. Part of you know coaching, um, you know whether it's physical or mental, is you don't want to fool yourself or at least overestimate what someone can handle especially a young player because then they could take a bunch of steps back you know Mac Jones extre- we all know extremely bright extremely competitive uh, his mind is probably quicker than most you know second year quarterbacks you know however you know from what I've been told he needed a lot of coaching last year um, he needed a lot of help on the sideline, during the game, during the week, game planning, all that stuff. So um, if they're just banking on Mac Jones, sort of taking over things and helping the offensive coordinator slash play caller, uh, you know, I'm a little bit weary of that. And uh, I'm a little bit wary of that. And I want to see, you know, I he needs coaching. So I, I just don't want to get go too far down that road. Some good news for Mac today. Bourne was back. What'd you see? Uh, he looked like his same self. Uh, I do have the thought of, you know, after he sort of had some revealing comments to Mike Reese and and Zach Cox, among others, at a recent charity event about the new offensive scheme and all that stuff. I do wonder if he was maybe benched for a practice, mm-hmm. um, you know. But uh, Belichick said that yesterday. All the all the absences were excused wouldn't be the first time that Belichick sort of wasn't absolutely revealing to the media. So I'm not saying it's the case. I'm just wondering, you know, maybe, maybe Bill to teach Kendrick and, and some of the other newer guys that this is, this isn't the way we do things here. Maybe he was told to stay inside yesterday and then he was back out there today. So I'm doing air guitar, you know, being his usual infectious <laughs> self. Um, you know, looked fine on the field. Didn't stand out one way or the other, but, uh, Good to have 84 back out there. He's one of those
1: morale guys that you need on the field. Doing the Hollywood Hogan out there on the practice field. I'll say about Bourne, uh, it goes back to the Shanahan stuff. Let's not forget, where was he before he got to New England? Yep. And, you know, maybe that played a role. You know, maybe Belichick wanting to maybe move a little bit towards that offense and seeing how Bourne fit in. Look, I, I am excited for Kendrick Bourne this year. I am probably irrationally excited for Kendrick Bourne, given that Devontae Parker is now part of this team. And, you know, he might not get as many looks or touches as I would hope. One thing that stood out to me, Greg, I want to ask you about Bourne. I was reading our guy Mike Reese over the weekend, and he mentioned, you know, he was talking to Bourne or whatever. And and one of the things that Bourne said was that he was running, that the, the Patriots were using his running more. Uh, could we see, he's not the same size as Debo. He's not the same player, but could we see, uh, Kendrick Bourne getting some touches out of the backfield? Uh, maybe even a little bit more than you might've thought. Cause I thought some of that might've happened last year, but is that going to be more part of this offense? Maybe Bourne getting some touches.
0: I thought there was a decent amount of that last year, especially yeah. as the season went on. I do think that though, that Josh McDaniels, Was cognizant of Kendrick Bourne's size and didn't want to overuse that. And that will be something to watch. Uh, It would be normal for him to take another step forward with, uh, you know, a few more touches here and there. Of course, they have, you know, some other options like, um, what's his name? Uh, Ty Montgomery from the Packers. He used to be with the Packers. He's running back, wide receiver. If you were to say one guy has the Debo sort of. Uh, build, but also, you know, resume in terms of what he's done in this league, it would be Ty Montgomery. I think that Trey Nixon's gotten some looks uh, there in terms of that. But yeah, I think, I think we will see more of that. It's just, you want to strike a good balance where you don't want to uh, give
1: Kendrick Bourne that sort of punishment where he he can't last the season. Let's stick with wide receivers. You just mentioned his name lots and lots of talk about Ernie Adams guy, Trey Nixon, the first two days. Tell us about yep. Trey. And what you've seen Greg.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's legit. I mean, the praise that people are lavishing on him, it's, it's legit. It's earned. He's, uh, he's been one of the best players on the field the first couple of days. Now, it, you know, again, this is, they're in their underwear, t-shirts and shorts. <laughs> and a lot of it, a lot of his heroics are in seven on seven. Um, you know, but to me, I was thinking about watching him today. He reminds me a little bit of Gunnar Olszewski in terms of, and even go back to Braxton Berrios. Now, I'm not, term, I'm not saying in terms of the player. I'm not exactly sure where he fits. Is he really a slot? I don't know. But in terms of his first year coming into the league, you just looked at him on the field. You're like, this guy isn't an NFL player. And I think I said that about Gunner and also uh, Braxton Berrios at the time. But then all of a sudden, year two, after being a pro for a full year and, you know, getting their bodies right and things like that, all of a sudden you see them on the field in year two, you're like, holy mackerel, that's quite the transformation. And so I think Trey Nixon has done that. Uh, What's interesting is that there's obviously a uh, rapport that Mac Jones has with him. Um, Mac enjoys throwing to him. You you know, he had that one-handed catch, but there was an even better play in my mind where he went over the middle and sort of had a settle, like he looked outside looked outside, and then broke to the inside, and Mac already had the ball there, and it was in a very tight window against good coverage, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I do think Trey Nixon is getting some of the run that Jacoby Myers would get because Jacoby Myers <clears throat> has been with the rehab group. I don't know what's going on with him, but he has not been taking part in the team stuff, um, so I think that Trey Nixon... Got some of Kendrick Bourne's reps. He's getting some of Jacoby Myers' reps. So he's getting the opportunity, and he is taking
1: advantage of it. Mm, See? Nikhil Harry. He's another guy that's going to take Nikhil Harry's spot. Who? Who's that? Who the hell's that guy? Uh, Johnu Smith, a lot of people were wondering who he was last year when he was MIA a lot. He had, as you put in the notes, his best play as a Patriot. Tell us about it. I will as soon as
0: I tell you about BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals. Go Celtics. The NHL Conference Finals, Major League Baseball scores, and all the latest, yeah, look at the green teamer over there. All the latest fighting news and even next season's early NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. So there was this play that uh, John U. Smith had against tight coverage. It was uh, sort of an over route to the sideline and Mac just laid it out there. And John U. Smith completely laid out, leaped into the air, full extension, caught it, brought it down. I forget who was. Oh, it was uh, Kyle Duggar. Uh, John U. Smith immediately got up, pumped his fist, like a big yell. All the guys were excited. Uh, It was something that I hadn't seen out of Johnny Smith before. Um, You know, you could trust that to last year where you could basically see him thinking through the entire season from training camp on. And if this is representative of, you know, I don't want to go overboard You know, some (laughs) reporters might say, like, if this is any indication of what he can do this year, he's going to be on. like, look, it was one minicamp play in June. But if if, if this could be, you're hoping, if you're a Patriots fan, you're hoping this is an indication that he has turned the corner and that he will be the $12.5 million tight end that they expected last year, one year
1: delayed. I think it's rather obvious that Belichick, one of his main priorities this offseason was to figure out Janu, because I, I think people look at him and, and he has all the intangibles and he has a lot of natural gifts on the field. And it did look like he was thinking it through way too much, way too often last year. We talked about it a lot on this podcast that he yep. was kind of just thinking about everything. And mm-hmm. again, when you think about what the Patriots are doing, right, they're, they're getting rid of the fullback position for all intents and purposes and people think, okay, well, you can utilize Janu in that spot from time to time and, and get more out of him. They're simplifying the terminology for the offense, which could make it easier for Janu to to stop thinking so much and just react and play football. You know, so you start to think about the Shanahan system as well and how he could fit in that kind of a system. He, he's more of a, a George Kittle kind of athlete than Hunter Henry is, and and so you, you just kind of look at what Belichick is doing. And I'm not saying that he went into the off season, you know, talking to himself. Yeah. Um, John has got to be the guy he's, he's got to be the one. I'm not saying that, but it, it does seem like they've made a concerted effort to, as you said, Greg, get as much out of the guy who's making about 12 and a half million a year as they can. And if they can get more from him, I, I do think he can be a, a, an impact game changing kind of guy. Maybe not every single week, but he's that kind of athlete. He's that kind of player. Yep. Um, They're going to need it at, and they need it. They absolutely need it. Uh, let's look at the last note you had before I hit you with uh, some really quick rapid fire. Uh, Belichick yep. spent all practice practice uh, chatting with the uh, Utah state defensive coordinator. Let me see if I get this right. Uh, Ephraim Banda. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it's Ephraim Banda. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean,
0: just about the entire practice. That's what Belichick sat on. Like it stood on like the 50, talking to this guy, talking football the entire time. He was not involved in any of the seven-on-sevens, 11-on-elevens, nothing. Uh, you know, I Googled him quickly at practice. Once we heard the name, I'm like, you know, I, I even joked to Jerry Thornton from Barstool. I said, Jerry, I can't wait for your uh, your, your post later on about how you discover that Ephraim, Ephraim Banda is a guru of some sort of aspect of football and that Belichick was tapping his brilliance and about how the Patriots are going to revolutionize. Yes. Pro football this year. And uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Jerry there since he likes to have so much fun with me, but uh, uh, yeah, I I couldn't find much other than he was the university of Miami co-defensive coordinator, not too long ago. Uh, Maybe there's a, you know, connection there as far as guys who, who've come into the league and things like that. But It looks like it just looked like two guys talking ball during a football practice. And, uh, just found it interesting that Belichick was just last time I saw him do that was with Mike Lombardi at the Eagles joint practices last year. So interesting.
1: He loves himself some Mike Lombardi, as we know. And Mike Lombardi loves himself some Belichick. All right, rapid fire. Quick, quick, quick. Jack Jones showing up again at practice. What'd you see from him? Yeah, he got a, he got a pick during scout team. Uh,
0: you know, which was nice, probably about 60% speed. But uh, the kids, what I like about him, I like his, he's got a nice little burst to the ball. He obviously, he's gotten his hands on a few balls the first couple days. Um, good sign he's gotten some run with the the first team. Now, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, to me, they're just jumbling things up. Like, I can't tell from down and down what they're doing. So I'm not going to draw any conclusions. But he's obviously in the mix and uh, and doing a good job. Trent Brown, again,
1: at left tackle. When do we put this in Sharpie?
0: Uh, per- pretty soon. I mean, I if I had to bet right now, I would say that they are going to open up training camp with Trent Brown on the left side. Uh, Isaiah Wynn on the right side until uh, they can find a trading partner for him, if that even happens. Uh, but, yeah, that's
1: the way we're going. Offense uh, struggled again. 11 on 11s a little bit there towards the uh, latter portion of this uh, mini camp practice. Some mis- miscommunication up front. Any concerns? Or, nah, it's mini camp. Who cares?
0: Yeah, it's mini camp. Who cares? But I will say, if I had to take anything from that, I'm somewhat encouraged by the work that the front seven's doing in terms of uh, you know their amoeba stuff, which they. They are doing, they're using various personnel. Again, I can't keep track of who is who and what they're doing from down to down basis. But I will be, I will say I'm a little bit surprised that Anthony Jennings has been in the mix a lot, which is somebody we weren't even sure would be on this roster um,
1: come training camp. But uh, yeah, so far so good. You mentioned Jennings, any Ronnie Perkins sightings, anything going on with him? Yeah,
0: not really. I mean, you know, I saw him and Josh Uche working together in the positional stuff. It's interesting that those guys work with the defensive linemen, Uche and Ronnie Perkins, but Matthew Judon works with the linebackers. I I don't know. I don't know what to say about that other than just to point it out for people. But, um, you know, I haven't really noticed much. I do think that, you know, Uche and Jennings are sort of Right now, if I had to say what they're targeted for to start practice, I have not seen Uche, I will say this, I have not seen him an inside linebacker after we did in the OTAs. I have not seen him do that during minicamp. Uh, to me, it looks like those two guys are getting ready to be sub-package ends, that it's going to be – that the front would be Uche, uh, Gachau, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise would be your starting quote-unquote defensive line. And then once they get into longer, once they get into sub, then one of the big guys is coming off and Uche and or Perkins are going out there.
1: Is anything happening with Cam McGrone right now?
0: He's been, uh, you know, he's out there. He, I would not say he's among the, the, the first couple of lines of inside linebacker. Uh, when you're looking at, he's more of a scout team, third team type of guy at this point. I do wonder a little bit about his conditioning and, uh, you know, he's not wearing a knee brace or anything like that. Uh, I still think it's been a long time since he's really played football. So I still think they're bringing him along a little slowly, but if you were, were looking for him to be instant impact day one possible starter, I would say, no, I, I would say that, you know, Mac Wilson has a better shot. I wanted to point out there was a play over the middle where I think the receiver ended up catching it, but Mac Wilson, just like, He just, like, extended, leaped in the air diagonally for the ball, and he I don't think he got it. He might have tipped it a little bit, but I was just like, wow, that was a really athletic play. So I just wanted to point that out while I was remembering.
1: Well, there you have it. Go Celtics. Game three tonight at the Garden. I expect them to play their best 48 minutes in this series so far. I don't know if they'll win, but if they play their best, they will win. He's Greg. I am Nick. We're back tomorrow. Greg Bedard, Patriots Podcast. Nick Cattles. Till then. See ya.